I left my failing business that resulted in thousands of dollars of debt and almost killed my passion for entrepreneurship to set out on a journey to build a business I could enjoy doing the rest of my life. I went all in to learn a new skill and found myself in the world of funnel marketing. Now I get to talk to entrepreneurs who are creating mass movements and empowering others. I don't know how I'll do it yet, but I know I want to join them. Follow me on my journey as I speak with top entrepreneurs to learn the strategies they are using to build their movements and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Susan Leonardson, and this is Amplify Your Impact. Hey everyone, on this episode, I have Ruth O'Neill. She is she is a podcast and personal brand coach, and she's the speaker and host of the Operation Bold podcast. I'm so excited to have her here with us today. She's going to talk to us about content creation and a little bit about podcasting because that is her chosen method for getting that content out and also obviously mine as well. So we're going to dive into that a little bit. So hi, Ruth. How are you? I'm doing excellent, Susan. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. Yeah, I'm happy to have you here. So as always, let's start with like how you got into your business, how you became an entrepreneur and um, got into like the, the niche that you're in. Yeah, for sure. So I started my business about three years ago and I wanted, I just wanted that whole dream of, I want to work from home and have my own business. I, at the time it had an eight month old baby and I was just really depressed. I felt so um, like I just did laundry and made dinner and changed diapers. And I was kind of depressed on that. And um, I really wanted to change that. And I wanted to be able to help other people and to impact people. So I decided kind of on a whim, I'm just going to start my own business. And so I started, I you know joined some MLMs, got burned by that. Then I started, um, I have a background in graphic design. I've done that for 15 plus years. So I did graphic design, web design, and then um, helps people to build their funnels and brand strategy. And I liked it, but I didn't love it. And I just kind of, I was putting content out there. I was like doing everything, building my Instagram, building my Facebook, and I was not getting traction. And so I was just really frustrated because you know how it is. You're putting so much out there and you're not seeing people, like you're just not seeing it. So I knew that there was some kind of disconnect. And so I, you know, I had my branding agency for a little over um, a year, year and a half. And I was to that point where... I was so ready to throw in the towel. I didn't want to throw in the towel on entrepreneurship, but I wanted to throw in the towel on, this isn't getting me the traction. I'm spending hours and hours and hours away from my babies every day. This isn't what I want to do. Like, this is not freedom to me. And so a completely on a whim, I actually decided to start a podcast because I had heard a couple people talking about it. I enjoyed listening to podcasts and I thought, you know what? I am just going to, to try a podcast. And so in one day I decided on the name. I reached out to five different people to get them on my show. I scheduled the hosting. And since I had a background in audio, um, editing and graphic design, I literally created the graphic and did all the audio for the intro and outro, like in one day. And then I was, I had no strategy, by the way, it was like the worst strategy ever, but so like completely on a whim and it completely took off. And within two weeks of starting my podcast, I had my first client approach me saying, I would like to have a podcast. Can you help me? And I was like, I'm sure, I mean, I do branding, but I guess if you want help. And then a week after that, I had somebody else who also reached out to me, asking me to help them launch their podcast. And I ended up signing my biggest client that I had ever signed in my entrepreneurial career. And I thought, you know what? I love this. I love talking to people. I love giving, you know, like literally like giving those golden nuggets to my audience. I want to just do podcasting. I want to create a business where I would do it even if I never got paid. 
but I still want to get paid. And so that's when I dove 110% into podcasting. I closed down my branding agency and now that is strictly what I do. So it's kind of been like this humongous roller coaster of, let me try this. Let me dip my hand in that. Um, but it took all of those different tries in order for me to really figure out what I was super passionate about and, um, you know, really what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell. So your business now is helping other people to launch their podcasts or do you monetize your podcast in other ways as well? So my big thing right now is helping people to launch their podcast, but then also to optimize because a lot of people start a podcast and then they get really overwhelmed with the episodes, the editing and the promoting and everything like that and how it actually ties into their brand. There's a lot, there's this huge disconnect in most cases. And so it's both, it's helping them launch, but then it's also helping them optimize and use their time so efficiently that um, in a lot of cases, what we do is we will do all of their content, basically creation. So they record the podcast, they send it, submit it to us and we handle all everything else so that they're not putting that time out. So it's both of those. Um, and right now, I mean, I get clients who listen to my podcast and then they say, Hey, I'd like this as well, or I'd like to work with you, but I don't really focus on, um, there are different methods. I don't really focus on monetizing my podcast. It's more, let me put out that content and, and, you know, nurture that audience. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. So let's talk about content creation since that's really why you started the podcast to begin with. Let's start with what are people not doing that they should be doing? They should be creating content that their audience actually wants. And that sounds like so obvious, but a lot of times when we're trying to build that platform, what I've found is most people post content that they think makes them look good and they think makes them sound good, but their audience isn't looking for another person who's amazing and cool. They're looking for a guide to lead and direct them. And so it's all about resonating with your audience and posting content that inspires them and empowers them to be able to think that they can do what you're doing as well. So I think it's about creating content with your audience in mind, no matter where your audience is from. So if they're listening to a podcast, maybe it's a blog or a Facebook live, it's all about producing that content that is going to resonate with that audience. And so how do you coach people or teach people to go about doing that? Like, what are your tips on helping them figure out what their audience does want? Well, it first starts with where is your audience located? Like, what are they listening to? Are they on, are they on YouTube listening to videos? Like, what are they searching? What are their pain points? What are questions that they had? And the most common thing to look at is what did you need? What were things that you looked up? What were questions that you had when you were starting your journey? Or, or maybe you're, you know, you're not like starting up. Maybe you're trying to get to that next level, but what were those things that you had to go through yourself? Um, so talking about those things, one thing that I love to do is when I will YouTube um, a question or when I will Google something, I will actually write down on a piece of paper what I Googled because then I can go back once I learn that, once I master that, I can go and actually answer that question and tell people. And so that, that sounds like silly, but it's really looking at, you know, like you, looking at what you needed because people follow you because you're inspiring them and they want to do what you're doing. Just like you follow other people because you want to do what they do. And so that content that they're looking at or that they're, that they're producing is stuff that you're looking at. Why are you looking at it? Cause you want to be like them. So, I mean, you can even reverse the process. And if you're not sure what content to be putting out there, whose content are you following and why are you following it? And I think it's easier to have it with the frame of mind of like, you just need to be that few steps ahead of who you're trying to reach 
and not look at it as a negative thing. Cause I think a lot of people start to get into that imposter syndrome when they're like, oh, I'm not an expert. I just learned this yesterday. Why am like, who am I to go and teach this? But I think there's real power in even being like totally transparent about that. And there's real power in being the person that's just a few steps ahead. Because if you're the person that like is, you know, a hundred steps ahead, it makes it seem less attainable for the people that are following you. So there's power in just being those few steps ahead. So I think that that's like really important to understand and realize like just, yeah, like what you said, just go and learn the thing, then go and teach the thing. (laughs) I think there's two things to that. And this might be an unpopular opinion. Um, I think there's a whole lot in what you just said about you learn something and then like the best way that you can even learn it better is to teach other people and be transparent about it. And then the flip side of that is if you're producing a content or this product or this service and saying that you can do this, you absolutely have to be an expert in it. And I think that's where kind of sometimes people get almost like the wires crossed and they're like, Oh, well, I just learned this yesterday. So obviously I can do Facebook ads. No, you can't tell people you're an expert or that you can produce certain results unless you actually have done that in your own business. And so I think that there's kind of like a fine line, but if, if you are approaching your content as a reporter versus I am an expert and I'm going to teach you lowly peasants how to do this, or if you're approaching it as, Hey guys, I just learned this and I want to share this with you. I think that's where the whole relatability is. So it's kind of like making sure that you're not being like a false person as you're trying to be transparent and saying that you can do all these things because I mean, I've seen it happen where people do learn something, whether it's been from my coaching or from other people's, and then they're turning around the next week and they're selling it like they've been doing this for a long time. And I feel, and that might just be me personally, but I feel like there's so many scam people out there that you have to be full of integrity and you need to be able to honestly say, Hey, you know what, Susan, I've never done this for anybody else before. I would love for you to be a beta client, you know, and, and have that because then you're approaching the situation as she might know what she's doing and she might not know what she's doing. But then there's that honesty in that, um, that, you know, where you can kind of go back. Cause I know with one of my first beta clients with podcasting, I told her, I said, you do realize I just launched my show like two weeks ago. And she's like, I know, but you sound so professional. I want you to do it. I was like, okay, that sounds great. But I, you know, I'm still working out the kinks. And she's like, Ruth, it doesn't matter. I have full, you know, complete trust in you. But then what happened is when, when I wasn't sure of something and I had to learn, I could go tell her, you know what? I'm not positive about that. Let me dig in and do some research. And she wasn't like taken aback, like you don't have the answer. And so I think it's all about being like full of honesty and integrity. Absolutely. And it's exhausting and stressful putting on that front of being an expert when you're like dying inside and you have no idea what you're doing. So like, just be honest about it. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So do you have a particular way that you plan content or that you teach people to plan content? Um, I know there's a lot of different methods out there. So like when people need to come up with a plan, what's your suggested way of doing that? Well, as far as when I like coach my clients, we do it at a custom plan for them because everybody is different. And they all have different needs. As far as like what I do for my own, I'm going to be completely honest and transparent and tell you right now, I'm working on using some different methods to try to figure out what works best for me and for my business and for my team. So I have a team who does my production and different things like that. And we are working on how can we be more efficient and things like that. So right now I'm still in that phase of, okay, now with my growing team now with my growing business, how am I going to do this? But one of my favorite things to do is to sit down and write out how many different pieces of content per platform you want going out every week. So for instance, if you're using YouTube to market, 
how many videos are you producing every single week? So write that down and then write down whether you're the one who's editing them or whether you're the person or whether you're having somebody else do that about how long is that going to take somebody so that you can plan for that time. And then go to Facebook. How much are you putting out Instagram? And one thing too, is when people are, when they're just starting to really like dominate in the content space, don't get stressed out about being on every single platform. Like make your content great for one particular platform and grow that first. And then once you have that, you know, resonating with your audience and then you can spend more time or you can have a team to help you out to repurpose all that content, then go for being completely omnipresent. And there are some awesome tools out there that will help you to do that and repurpose your content. Um, but as far as planning it, it's all about how much are you wanting to put out there? And then that's great if you have a certain number, but if you're trying to write five blog posts every week, where are you blocking that time in your schedule to actually get that done? And then create the graphic for Pinterest and all of that. So I think it's kind of, it's being really honest with yourself and saying, this is what I want to have done. How realistic is this for me to get, to actually execute on this? And then, you know, just like, sometimes I think we try to take, we try to like, we look at other people who are further along than where we are and we see all the content that they're putting out there and we see all of their videos and we go, I could never be like that. I could never have a team that makes me look that good. I could never do that. And you have to realize that you're thinking that and literally stop and say, they didn't start there. One of my favorite examples is Rachel Hollis. I see her stuff everywhere. Some of it I resonate with, some of it I don't. But I see it everywhere. And the reason I see it everywhere is because she's retargeting me. She's using ads to retarget me. So it's not like she does have content everywhere, which she pretty much does. But a lot of times when people click on something, they're seeing it because people are retargeting them through ads. And so she started off as a blogger. So if you're a blogger, then start off as a blogger, be like, you know, really advance in that community, but just start off with one thing and be really realistic about what you can produce. I mean, definitely like shoot for the stars, but don't have such unrealistic goals where you set yourself up for disappointment and failure. Yeah, for sure. That That's really important to just focus on that one thing because it's like being okay at a lot of things, but not amazing at one thing. You know, when you're spread so thin, you just can't, it can't happen. And you, especially if you don't have a team. <laughs> right. Well, that goes for not just the content that you're putting out there, but also like if you are an amazing funnel builder or a, an amazing designer, you can't be an amazing at designing funnels and designing podcast art and designing blog covers and all of that. Like you have to stay in your lane and that also helps people to know this is the person I go to for my funnel design, or this is the person I go to for my podcasting help. And it's okay to not be the person for everybody because again, nobody goes to a general practitioner when they have cancer. Like I know that sounds so harsh, but they don't, they go to an expert who is an expert in whatever area that person has cancer in because that, you know, we want experts. And so if you're an amazing, you know, at designing, if you're amazing at, you know, like producing music, like just stay in your lane and, and be okay that you're not going to be the be all end all for everybody. That's amazing advice. And I think a lot of us forget that we know it deep inside, but we forget it and we need that reminder every so often. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some tips for people that are thinking about starting a podcast? Maybe like, is, do you have like a pre like, okay, I'm thinking about starting one. What should I do to decide if I want to? 
<laughs> well, the, the main thing is to just to identify is your target audience, did I listen to podcasts? And if you say yes, then absolutely dive all in because there are some awesome things that are happening with podcasting right now. One of the awesome things is, is podcasts is the most, the, the most affluent people dominate listening to podcasts. So it's the richest audience that is going to be listening to your content 50 times more or 50% more than Facebook, listening to Facebook live videos. So if they listen to podcasts, then absolutely have a podcast and think of your podcast. There are some people who like to monetize their podcast or some people who get guests on and then they like create a relationship or they create proposals or they do that. And I think that's amazing if that's like your style. But what I love to use with podcasts is use it as a um, an introduction into your social ecosystem and use it as a natural nurturing tool instead of emailing. Because with podcasting, this is one of the reasons I love it so much and I like it so fired up and excited about it. But one of the reasons I love podcasting so much is you're not asking your audience to do anything. And what I mean by that is if you, if you're sending out emails, you're asking them to open your email and read this really long email and they probably get 50 emails every single day. At least I do. And I like delete every single one of them. I don't like pay attention to email marketing at all. If you're wanting them to listen to a Facebook live video, a lot of times people are like, Hey, hashtag, you know, live. And if you stay to the end, I'm going to tell you all of this. Why? Like, seriously, why do they want to hear about what you had for breakfast and, uh, and the struggles that you had? Like they literally just want the good content. If they're on YouTube, then they can't close their computer. They can't go for a walk. They can't go to the grocery store. Like literally they have to be sitting in front of their phone or their computer. But with a podcast, most of the time they put earbuds in, they can go to the gym, they can be um, working on designing a project, they can be cooking dinner for their family, they can be walking their dog, they can be doing whatever they want, and you're just talking to them. You're not asking them to do anything. So you're just giving, giving, giving without asking, saying, you're not, you're literally saying like, I just want to bless you with this content. And to me, I think that that's so powerful because then when you build that relationship, first of all, the no like and trust factor is expedited. But when you build that relationship then, and then all of a sudden they start following you on Facebook and you know, all these different platforms, the second that you say, guys, man, I am really struggling with this. I just lost, you know, a family member or, Hey guys, I am launching this awesome product. They're like the first people because you've given them so much. They feel like they owe you that law of reciprocity is there. And they feel like, yes, I want to buy your stuff. Or I want to find a way to support you when you just lost your family member. And I've had people reach out to me when I had a cold on one of my podcast episodes and I didn't really think you could hear it, but apparently a couple people could. And they found me on Facebook and they're like, Hey, I just want to say, I listened to your episode and I just wanted to thank you for being consistent and publishing, even though I could tell you weren't feeling good. I was like, wow, like that really struck me. And that's kind of when I started to realize that your podcast is not going to instantly make you money. It is not going to make you instantly famous. It's the long game. You're playing for, I am creating this evergreen content that people can go back and listen to. They can binge listen to. I'm not asking them for anything. I'm nurturing them and I'm giving them amazing content that actually changed their life. It's not just, you're not just podcasting to podcast. You're actually changing their life. And so for people who think that that podcasting is the right fit for them, after you identify if your audience is on podcasting, then jump all in. And if you want to do it yourself, do it yourself, get a coach, do a course, you know, whatever that is, but go all in because the more that you're able to nurture your audience in a way that resonates with them, even if you love email marketing and you love when people email you, if your audience doesn't, you have a moral obligation to provide them content where they're going to listen. 
and then provide them and respect their time and be providing them good content that actually will impact their life. That's awesome. I love all of the things that you've said, all the value you've given us today. Um, Ruth, is there anything else that you want to say that we didn't get to today? I don't think so. I mean, like you were an amazing host and you asked some really great questions. So thank you. Well, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. My social media handle is Ruth O'Neill HQ on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all, all the good places. And then um, if you want to connect with me and book a, a strategy call or anything like that, um, my website is ruthoneilhq.com. And you can go listen to her podcast called Operation Bold. I'm sure it's on all of the places. It is, yes. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Ruth, for being with us today. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for listening to this episode of Amplify Your Impact. If you're loving what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review to help others like you discover the show. Do you have a course or info product that you're trying to get out into the world and make an impact, but you're struggling to figure out how to do that? I know that it can be hard and that's why I want to get on a free call with you. So you can tell me your goals, what you're trying to accomplish, what message you're trying to get out there into the world and see if I can help you come up with a plan and really figure out how to sell what you have to offer to truly amplify your impact and empower others. To jump on that call with me, go to susanleonardson.com forward slash discover.